what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. The devil takes advantage of the cares of this life, and he hits you with that to where you read the Word of God, but still in the back of your mind, it has consumed you to such an extent that you, you, you can't function as you ought to. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Matthew chapter 13. We want to continue with the parable of the sower, what we started last week. Matthew chapter 13. Beginning with verse 3. And Jesus spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell among the stony places, where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But other fell into the good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear." And we want to continue with what we started last week, the parable of the sower. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the honor and the privilege of being able to stand before these people and to minister your word. Lord, you know what all needs to be said here today, and you know the needs of your people. Lord, I pray for the anointing of your spirit Help me to rightly divide the word of truth as you anoint your people to hear and to receive of your word. I pray, Lord, in some way we all might be drawn closer to you. Deeper into your word, help us to be led more by your spirit, and we'll ask it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. As we stated last week, Jesus identifies four different areas of the human heart in which the seed will fall. The seed is the Word of God. You have the wayside area, you have the stony ground, you have the thorny ground, and then you have the good ground. Obviously, all of us would want to be that good ground, but it takes time to get to that good ground area in our lives we have to be brought from the wayside and 
even in when we're brought from the wayside area into ground that we think is good, there are still some things that lie beneath the surface that keeps the root of God's Word from going down where God would have it to go. And therefore, fruit is not brought forth because of those things that lie beneath the surface. Then you have the thorny ground, which we're going to deal with a little later on. But in this, Jesus said, the sower went forth to sow. And the sower is the preacher. And the seed being sown should be the Word of God. Now, there are a lot of preachers out here today that are saying all kinds of things, but if it don't line up with this book, they may be sowing seed, but it's not the Word of God. It has to be the Word of Almighty God that is brought forth. And the sad thing about it is that if you went to a lot of churches today, you couldn't get saved in that church if you tried, because the gospel is not being preached as it should be. The sower went forth to sow. I thank God for you sitting here and those of you listening by radio. I thank God for those of you who support radio ministry, Christian radio. I thank God for you supporting that. I just thank those of you who support established in the faith. If it wasn't for you, Doing as the Lord leads you to do, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. And I've been praying and asking the Lord to widen that field, to open up that field. And I have seen Him do that through a couple of AM stations. WLLY 1350 AM out of Wilson. We're on five days a week with them. And just a few weeks ago, they started to simulcast through another AM station, WLNR out of Kinston, which is 1230 AM. So the Lord is moving and working, and I thank God for what He's doing. But let me just take a few minutes and thank you for supporting the radio work. And I'm believing that God is going to expand that more and more in the months and years ahead as the sower goes forth to sow. The sower cannot go forth unless you send him. And let me tell you, the gospel going out is the single most important work on the face of the entire earth. It's this right here, this Bible that I hold in my hands, which tells us the story of the fall of man and how man is redeemed, how man is saved. This right here is the business of the church. This is what we're to be doing. But the wayside area can get in churches too. Then I dealt with this last week. You see, that wayside area... It's that area around the edge of the field. It was a high traffic area and equipment would be traveling in whatever the case. And the ground was hard. And it was not a good area for seed to fall, but the seed would fall by the wayside area. And Jesus said, that which fell by the wayside are those who... It didn't get down into the soil because the ground was hard and the fowls would take it away. There were those who did not 
understand what was said. And it's not an idea of people not being able to comprehend what is said. It's just that they don't want to comprehend what is said. And it deals with the unsaved out here. There's a lot of people that are not saved today that are on their way to a devil's hell. And this right here is the only thing that can save their soul. But they could care less about the great gift of salvation which God has given unto us. And don't think that the wayside area is just dealing with the unsaved. Because it has to do with you and I as a Christian as well. Whenever you get saved and the Holy Spirit comes into your heart, He will begin to open up this Word to you. And you are going to begin to understand some things and the Holy Spirit is going to point out some things and He's going to say, leave that alone. You need a little bit more of this over here. What you've been taught all your life as it pertains to this doctrine is not right. This is the right way. And when you say, no, I just don't believe I'm going to go that route. I just, I'm going to stay just like I've always been. And you continue to buck up against the moving of the Holy Spirit in your life. Your heart gets hardened. Your heart becomes the wayside area and you will not become the Christian that God wants you to become. Because you have hardened your heart, you have set yourself against what the Holy Spirit is trying to do within your heart and life. The wayside. When light is given and that light is rejected then the light will be withdrawn. In Revelation chapter 2, Jesus addressed the church at Ephesus. And in all of that, He commended them on a number of things. But He said, I've got one thing against you. You've left your first love. And He didn't say you've lost your first love. It's not an issue. If you lose something, that's... that gives the idea that was by accident. You accidentally lost your keys or something of that nature. But he said, you have left your first love, which means a decision was made to deliberately leave the first love. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds like adultery to me. Jesus said, you've left your first love. As a child of God, you are married to the Lord Jesus Christ. And He is to supply your every need, whatever that need may be. Everything that we need as a child of God was supplied to us through and by what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary's cross. Whatever your need may be, it's found in the cross in some way. But when you leave the cross and you start to depending on something else, you're committing the sin of spiritual adultery. Jesus said, I will remove your candlestick out of its place. When light is given 
and that light is rejected, then light will be withdrawn. And today, when you go to Turkey, you can see the ruins of the city of Ephesus. What used to be a thriving city is no more. Jesus talked about the stony ground. Some seed fell among the stony ground. The plow would go across that field and break it up to where the seed could be sown. And the seed would go down and it would germinate. And the roots would spread out and it would spring up. And and on the surface it looks like that plant is doing fine. But then those roots go down and it hits a rock. And the plant doesn't have enough deepness about it to sustain itself as it should, such that fell among the stony places. And this right here affects every single person under the sound of my voice today, and me included. There are stones that lie beneath the surface that God wants to bring up to the top where you can see what the problems are. See, there are some stones of unforgiveness. It lies buried. Well, I've forgiven them, Brother James. No, you ain't. You've just covered it over and buried it. Because if you'd really forgiven them, you wouldn't get all agitated when that person's name is mentioned or that situation is brought up. And there are stones of sin that lie beneath the surface that God wants to point out to you. Let me deal with this right here just a minute. There's a stone of apathy in the church. Now you sit here and look around this morning. Those of you going to church this morning, you go there and you look around and and see who's not there. Now some of them have legitimate reasons as to why there were health issues and whatever the case, and they had things they had to, to do. But there's some people, there's that stone of apathy in their heart. That stone, that stone of apathy is keeping that root that God has planted, that seed that's in their heart, it's in there, but the root can't go down where it needs to go because that stone of apathy is there. Other things are more important. And then Jesus talked about the thorns. If you look down in verse 22, He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. Now over in Mark chapter 4, Jesus mentioned another thing. He said the lust of other things so i want you to recognize today three things that jesus put in the classification of the thorns he said the care of this life the deceitfulness of riches and then over in mark 4 he talked about the lust of other things Each of these things right here has to do with your focus as a child of God. Thorns. 
Now in the third chapter of the book of Genesis, that's where you'll find the word thorns being used first in all of the Bible. When God put a curse on this earth because Adam sinned in the garden, he said, the sweat of your brow shall you work every day. And the ground will bring forth thorns and thistles. Genesis 3 and verse 19, I believe it is. The thorns were not a part of God's original creation. The thorns are a result of the fall. We were out here cutting these rose bushes yesterday. And them things is thorny. My brother here was cutting them. And I reached down to pick them up. I knew the thorns was there, but I'll be careful. And one of them things got me. Now, how many of you know when a thorn gets in your flesh, it's irritating. It gets your attention. You immediately begin to look. And don't sit down in none. <laughs> don't sit down on no thorns. And if you go down through the woods, make sure you got some long britches on because there can be some thorns and briars in the woods and they'll tear your legs all to pieces. I'm trying to tell you that the thorns can stick you in the flesh and your attention is immediately drawn to that area where the thorns stuck you at. And Jesus talked about the thorns being the cares of this life. Life comes at you hard. You go to the doctor and he says, hey, these tests ain't good. We need to do some more tests. Well, doc, I know something's going on because I ain't been feeling right here lately. And they do more tests and they find a spot. We got to go in and do some biopsy and find out what it is. And you're just, you just get so concerned about that thing. Jesus called that a thorn. It consumes you. It, it chokes, Jesus said. The cares of this life, it, it can, the thorns, they choke the Word. The Word that God has put in your heart, now that thorn wants to come along, this care of life, that pile of bills sitting over there that you don't know how in the world you're going to pay for. You get to dwelling on that thing. And then a deer jumps out in front of your daughter's car and tears it all to pieces. Now what are you going to do? And what happens is the devil takes advantage of the cares of this life and he hits you with that to where you, you, you read the Word of God but, but, but this, this still in the back of your mind, it has consumed you to such an extent that you, 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 you can't function as you ought to. You try to pray in these, these cares, these problems. They're there. They won't stop. They won't quit the cares of this life. Jesus then talked about the deceitfulness of riches. Brother James, if I just had more money, that'll solve all my problems. No, it won't. Let me tell you this, the best blessing that some of you will ever have is if God don't bless you financially. 
people that have money, they can get into more things. If you had more money, you'd just go out and blow it on a boat or a camper or a house down at the beach. We won't see you anymore in God's house because you took the blessing of God for the approval of God. And you've let the deceitfulness of riches choke the more abundant life out of you that Jesus Christ died and paid such a price for you to have. Thorns. And Jesus talked about the lust of other things. Boy, if that girl means more to you than your relationship with God, then that's a thorn in your flesh. Girl, if that boy means more to you than your relationship with God, that is a thorn in the flesh. Sir, if that tree stand means more to you, are y'all hearing me today? The lust of other things. If that hobby means more to you, it's a thorn. It's going to choke. It pulls you away from what God wants you to do. Thorns. Here's the thing about the thorns. You've got the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things. Physically, that the thorn causes you to take your eyes off of Christ and the things of God onto worldly things. Just like if you were to prick your finger with a, with a thorn, accidentally you'd immediately focus your attention on that area which it, it poked you at. And we get so focused on the thorns. See. And then Jesus talked about the good ground. I thank God for the good ground that I see sitting in here today. And there's some good ground that's not here today. But when you look at that good ground, and like I said, I thank God for it. But what is it yielding? What is it bringing forth? Is it bringing forth 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold? See, 100-fold, that's, that's where you want to be. Are you, are you coming up to your full potential, the fruit? Now, what kind of fruit are we talking about? I'm running out of time. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Dana, if you will, pull that up on the screen, please. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Paul talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. This is fruit that God wants to see in our lives. And I don't have time to go through all of it. But love... It's easy to love somebody that loves you back. It's easy to love somebody when they just walk up and give you some money. Hello? Or they take you out to lunch. Or they come cut your grass. 
They'll bring you some collards. It's easy to love somebody when they come up and just give you stuff. But when somebody comes up and slaps you, oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Somebody comes up and says all kind of things about you that ain't true, and they've got some stuff started. Where's that love at now? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. Some of you about as gentle as a cactus. Goodness, faith, meekness. What is meekness? Somebody said it's being able to idle your motor when you feel like stripping your gears. Hello? Able to idle your motor when you feel like stripping your gears. How many of you been there? You just want to give somebody a piece of your mind. Some of you have developed that fruit since I've been here. But you're only up to 30-fold. Hello? Come on now, I'm just being honest with you. Thank God for the 30. We'll start heading for some 60. There's some good ground in here. But I don't think any of us are up to a hundredfold. But that's where God wants us to be. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.